Welcome, good evening, and this is the first edition of Battle of the Sexes, an adult conversation about issues that impact male and female relationships. My name is Tony Farmer of PaulArmorCoaching.com. I'm here with Ms. Ann Ball, and please introduce yourself. I met Tony a few weeks ago at a networking event, and we thought this would be pretty fun to get together and discuss what's going on in the world today, and you know, kind of get the, the female opinion versus the male opinion, and we actually both have a pretty, pretty clear idea of where each other is coming from, but at the same time, we can bring up some really fun points and just have a good time talking about it. So that's what I'm, I'm here to do as well. So it's going to be a really simple format. Uh, Anne's going to throw out some questions, uh, and there's some issues going on in the media, uh, specifically the Kavanaugh hearings on whether or not he's going to be confirmed for the Supreme Court and significance of that and any other issues that may pop up. I just got off the off of a plane. I was spent a few days in Jamaica. That was a great time. And completely jealous. So yeah. Well, before I left, we found out it was just announced on the news that they were going to take another week to before they were going to do the vote for Kavanaugh. So Tony, what were your thoughts on on all of that, all of what's going on with with um, with all the accusations that are out there? And well, I watched as much of the confirmation hearings. I should say the uh, the, the interview, the hearings that um, the professor did, um, and and as well as Kavanaugh. And the bottom line is, when it comes to women being abused, uh, I think over time, over our history, we just haven't paid enough attention. We haven't done what's necessary to pursue and punish those who uh, uh, commit the abuse. Right. And we haven't been sober-minded enough to take women uh, serious when they accuse a person or persons. And so the end result of that is we have a lot of women who are simply afraid to come forward, face their their accusers and do what's necessary to ensure that these folks are brought to justice. Oh yeah, I think yeah. it's a, I think it was a brave move um, uh, for her to to bring these things up. Uh, and I, I hear a lot of commentary. You know, why now? Why did she wait so many years? Well, like, it, it's nobody's business. You know, she felt like it was important enough and significant enough to bring it up. I'm glad she did because it did reveal some character flaws, at least. Uh, due to you know in part due to his responses and how he responded to some of the questions he was being asked so yeah. I think it's I think it's time for us to start taking um, sexual abuse sexual harassment uh, very you know a lot more seriously than we have in the past oh, definitely I mean Connie Chung came out what last night or this morning and when she came out and she's talking in that op-ed piece was it the new york times or was it the washington post i can't remember which one and you know everything she was mentioning you don't care about when it happened you don't care about what day of the week it was you don't care about where it was it's the fact that it happened i went through it too i was raped two years ago and i actually did a blog post on it about six weeks after and it was just the recollection that I had of, and I granted, I, since I addressed it so quickly in my life, I was able to remember more than I would have, say, 20 something years later. Um, and 
it's something that it doesn't go away. And I know people that have suffered through child sex abuse as well. And that's something that they carry for their entire lives. And I think that's something that everybody seems to forget is, is we're dealing with the serious trauma that, uh, that can change somebody's life forever. I mean, you know, with, even going back to like the Catholic priests and, oh, they're only going to spend a few years in jail. There was one guy I knew who had been abusing boys for, knew of, I don't know him, but I knew of, and he'd been abusing boys for decades and he got two months at jail, like in the early eighties or something like that after raping a boy in a shower. I mean, and and it, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And this is something that, you know, these kids and, and, and adults take forward with them for the rest of their lives. I mean, we all have crap that we deal with. We all, you know, we, we all have that kind of crap that we need to learn to deal with and, and survive. But when you're not getting the kind of support that you need, it's just going to, it can tear you apart. Absolutely. And, and I think there's a societal bend toward um, men doing bad things. I think there's a lot more of uh, an acceptance of uh, boys being boys, so to speak, and yeah. uh, particularly in certain, certain settings. You know, it's clear that Kavanaugh enjoyed a good time, enjoyed a good beer. <laughs> I still enjoys beer, according to his testimony. Um, but I think we have to really... Uh, take a step back and take another look. I'm raising two daughters myself mm-hmm. and I'm very cognizant of some of the things that they're going to have to deal with, you know, in their lives, right. particularly my oldest daughter who was about to go off to college. And I'm concerned. I'm concerned about some of the elements that she's going to be exposed to. I'm going to, I'm concerned about the distance that is going to be between her and I, uh, the physical distance Uh, And I'm concerned that she's going to have to encounter some things that uh, she's been protected from and insulated from. So uh, at the end of the day, all you can do is really prepare them as best you can, give them an understanding what to look look for. Uh, I actually had a conversation with a a young lady today, and we were talking about the Kavanaugh hearings. Mm -hmm. And she said there was a a rum. Uh, full of men and women, half, half, rum, half full women, half full men. Huh. And the question to the group was, um, to pose to the men first, what do you do to keep from being sexually assaulted? And so one gentleman kind of raised his hand and said, well, I don't get locked up. I don't go to jail, uh, which he thought was funny and pithy. So, uh, and then the question, same question was posed. That's actually, a really disgusting comment too. Yeah, and uh, so. the same same question posed to women: What do you do to prevent, you know, sexual assault? And there was this list. You know, I don't go out alone. I don't go out without uh, a flashlight. I don't walk around without keys in my hand or some form of protection. Uh, I don't go after go out after certain hours. There's this whole list of things, and I think those are the things that we need to start embedding in our consciousness to uh, to change this paradigm we have around right. sexual uh, abuse, sexual assault, sexual harassment. Right. No, I agree with you. Excuse me. I'm going to shift my camera here for a moment. Sorry. Since I keep having visitors <laughs> in the background, be it dogs or children. 
Okay. So, okay. So, and did you happen to hear about the Connie Chung thing? I didn't hear about the Connie Chung thing, but, but it's interesting. Uh, even going back to, I remember the Matt Lauer, um, and I remember the Louis C.K. And also what's for, on the forefront of people's minds is the, the Bill Cosby uh, hearings. Oh, in, my in God. The and specifically... An hero, an American bad. Right. I mean, for so many people, he was um, the, the Cosby show, which featured... The, the family called the Huxtables were the gold standard for a lot of African-Americans, uh, something to attain to, yep. at, you know, as professionals, as parents, as people. Uh, and now a lot of that shattered, you know, a lot of that image yeah. marred by his actions and, right. and what's come of that. So mm -hmm. uh, a lot to think about, um, certainly a lot to, uh, to talk about a lot to uh, a lot of education um, that that should be uh, sought after and, yeah. and uh, communicated. Uh, it's 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 a rough time, and I I just I think now I think what's encouraging to me is that in a very over in a very general sense, I think women are just tired. <laughs> you know, no, it's, you know, it's true. Tired of being raped, you know, and, and, and think about the, uh, you know, and, uh, and I'm not being, I'm not being flippant, you know, not only physically, but, but metaphorically. Well, and I think part of that too, also comes back to like, there's this fairy tale image that we, that women are raised with, you know, boys are what? I can't even remember what boys are. Girls are sugar and spice and everything nice. Right. And, you know, right. so we're expected kind of to grow up and live in that mold. Whereas, you know, it, and then we see the fairy tales. We see Cinderella. There's all the newer Disney movies out, you know, that, that all preach pretty much the same romantic comedy. We have, you know, modern day movies that, that are the romantic comedies. And I love watching them too. But at the same time, I realized that they kind of, for me, they shaped kind of a model of what I was looking for in a relationship. And the, the end all be all of it is that it's not reality. I mean, it's, it's almost a brainwashing of sense. And I, I think that as women, we need to realize, you know, okay, this is the real world. I'm not saying that any type of sexual abuse, sexual encounter, sexual, oh, um, impropriety, impropriety, there we go there's the word is right. it's not right it's wrong and you know unacceptable it is absolutely unacceptable and but at the same time I want to make sure that women understand both where men are coming from because I think a lot of us are we're expecting the prince and not mm -hmm. that human being that has flaws and is doing their best to be the best person they can be based on, you know, some of the, the rules that men have grown up around, you know, with superheroes and, you know, can you be a superhero? You know, what, who do you have to look up to? Can you be that famous baseball player, that famous football player? You know, what is your role? How does that influence how you grew up? You know, did you sit around on, you know, Monday nights with dad watching football and watching all these great heroes or were you doing the Sunday night wrestling and, and, you know, all that kind of craziness and, you know, the, the role, the male role models 
that were out there or and are still out there you know how how do men grow up into into those whereas we had this whole princess thing and the model thing and the dancer thing and the actress thing and men have like this more macho type of impossible to meet standards on both sides. I think think from a self-preservation perspective, I think men are still operating in large part on a very primal level, right? Uh, Eat, sleep, sex, right? And then when it comes to relationships, we're the ones who are supposed to protect the household. We're the ones who are supposed to be the defenders. We're the ones who are supposed to provide security. And, and that can play out, play out in a number of different ways. Uh, traditionally, it's been the man is the breadwinner and the woman is the caretaker of the home and the children. And that's very and I, traditional, very traditional. And I think over the last, my observation, over the last 20 years, that model has evolved. I think uh, for a lot of different reasons, uh, uh, for a lot of different uh, things that have happened, not only in society, but uh, in, in, in individual households, uh, men who have gone off to war sometimes don't come back from war. Right. Uh, sometimes uh, when, when women have to be the protector, the breadwinner, um, the security person, not only for herself, but for her children, for her household, right? Because for for whatever reasons, a man's not there. Uh, Divorce has skyrocketed. And I think women have been uh, forced into this evolvement of, hey, I've got to first take care of myself. So uh, education takes on a a different Yeah, but women Um, take care of themselves entrepreneurism takes on a different look. And so I think um, the idea of having a, a female run a large company as a CEO, you know, there I can remember uh, days in my life where that would have been unheard of. You know, it, it, it would have just, it just would have come off, you know, sounding odd, but now it's, it's commonplace. Um, and so it's I think- It's not as commonplace as we need it to be. It's getting uh, and, and I wouldn't disagree with that, but I think in large part, uh, men have not evolved as quickly as women have in in um, developing an understanding that women are they have gained a voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the voice is strong, uh, and and we instead of trying to squelch the voice, maybe uh, join forces and amplify it through respect and commonality and common ground. Exactly, exactly. And you talk about, you know, the, the men being from those primal needs, uh, those primal roots. I mean, part of that, when you talk about, you know, all of a sudden somebody goes off to war and all of a sudden they're a single mom and, you know, everything's falling down on top of them. The stress from that, because we went through from living in tribes you know, of 100 to 150 people. And now we live maybe three or four people to a house. Mm-hmm. Nobody's, it, there's no tribes. I mean, you got to create your tribe. I know that I can reach out to any of my mom friends. And if I need help, somebody's going to jump in and help me out. And that's been the awesome part is finding my tribe. And because everybody's got kids, everybody's got to be in six different directions. And that's been the really cool part of 
kind of creating my own, my own tribe of, of women. And it's not even so much the men because the men, you know, if the dads happen to be doing, doing the carpool, yes, they're involved, but otherwise it's, it's, it's the women that I'm relying on. And that's because we're all so busy doing the same thing with raising our kids and especially the single moms. I, God bless you, single moms. I don't know how you do it. I have a, a good friend. It's not just the single moms. I, I think if you're a single mother, if you're a divorced mother, uh, I think there's challenges that you have to, I mean, I grew up in a single parent home myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just me and mom. So that, that is a reality that I'm very familiar with. But um, I often have conversations with people who are married and feel like they're in a single uh, parent relationship. Yeah, yeah. So there are so many conversations I have with uh, women who say, hey, I get up, I get the kids up, mm-hmm. I get the husband up, I wake the dog up, I feed everybody previously mentioned, I make sure that your briefcase is packed and goes, you right. know, goes out the door with the husband. I make sure the lunch is packed and goes out with the kids. I walk the dog. Uh, and then I've got to get myself ready. I've got to get on the road and go to work. And then when I come home, uh, I've got to wash dishes. I've got to make the meals. Right. I've got to wash. And so, you know, sometimes I'll, uh, I'll ask, well, what is your, what's your spouse doing? Well, you know, he's exercising. He's got exercise uh, he's got yoga after work or mm-hmm. you know, he's going to hang out with the fellas. He's, you know, he's got the, the once a week drinking. And, and so you, so one of the things that I've learned uh, as a coach is, uh, and then I talk a lot about with my clients is you teach people how to treat you. And so if those are the parameters that, that you allow to be in place, and if those are the parameters that you allow to be set up, mm-hmm. then those ones you kind of have to live with. And so uh, if you're in a household where, uh, again, there's mutual respect, hey, I need to be able to see that there's dishes that need to be done. I need to be able to to detect whether or not my wife's stressed out a little bit. I need to be able to step in, do the clothes, do the laundry, not because it's her job or my job, but because it has to be done. It's the mission set of the household. Yeah. I think that uh, we just, we've just for far too long uh, allowed ourselves to be placated in the, the these roles of, mm-hmm. you know, the man does this and the, or the, you know, and the woman does this. Uh, again, you know, I have two girls and when the trash needs to be taken out, you know, it, it's part of their chore set. So yeah, exactly. um, it, I think it's just time for us to start looking at how we treat girls, uh, how we raise girls, um, what we give them as the standard to, to live by. Right. And, and what and what kind of goal sets that we give them to uh, reach for? Right, and, and remembering that as parents, that we are role models to our kids, and they're going to mimic either our relationship or they're going to mimic the relationship they have with with a sibling and in their marriage. And if they don't, if they're not being raised with that open mind, that that teamwork mentality, that it's it's going to be rough on them, and they're going to potentially more than likely actually um, repeat a lot of the same patterns that existed before, before them and that have been going on for generations. Mm-hmm. And, the only way, and the only way to uh, arrest that and stop it is, is to recognize it and learn from it and stop it now so that your kids don't, don't 
end up in those same patterns. And so that they really, we all, we all want a better life for our kids and repeating the same old patterns is just going to perpetuate and it's not going to change anything. There's a, a man that I met in Jamaica who was married there without his spouse. Um, and he said that, you know, he was, he, if he was going to go away, he was going to make it count. You know, <laughs> only got a few days away from her per year. And so I'm like, well, why are you still married? And he's like, well, you know, it's because of my kids and I don't want to lose a lot of money. And it's like, okay, well, how old are your kids? Well, they're 19 and 17. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, all he's done is perpetuate and given his kids this example of this marriage that where they don't get along, they're not communicating. And, it, you know, now that's what his kids are going to probably do in their own marriages, which is a shame. It's a shame to see that, you know, somebody was thinking, okay, I'm staying here for the kids, but what you're actually doing is creating a bigger problem for your kids. And you mentioned earlier women, you know, women find themselves not taking, or that they find themselves single. And you said that um, they need to take care of themselves, but that's actually not what happens. A lot of women stop taking care of themselves because they're so busy taking care of the kids, yeah. getting the house together, getting to their own jobs and all of that. And it's just, I mean, I, I'm telling people constantly, you know, look in the mirror and just say, I love me. You got yeah. You got to do it because sure. if you're not full and whole here, you you can't give. You your tank is empty and you got nothing left. That's absolutely the case. One of the things that that I talk to my clients a lot about, and and by and large, um, and I don't know why this is. Is yeah, I don't know. I don't have a special mix for how I um, attract clients, but uh, most of my clients are, are women between the ages of 25 and 55. And so um, there's there's another paradigm. One of the things you talked about is that tribal nature, that generation generational um, uh, cycle that that we get into. Uh, and it's interesting how um, a lot of women will criticize women for stepping out of that traditional role. It's 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 fascinating. It's 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 amazing to me how a woman will step out and say, I. I choose career uh, over being, you know, um, in the house, right? I choose right. career over right. being labeled, you know, uh, a certain way that's right. that's different from how my mother or grandmother was, made, the role that they may have played in their household. Right. And it's interesting, you know, you, you know, those women, uh, those working women, those women who are entrepreneurs, those women who have their own businesses often get criticized by other women. Well, who's taking care of your kids and, you know, and, and don't you care about what's going on with them and, you know, who's tending to your house and if, and if you're not tending to your house, then who is, you know, and is it another female and are you, uh, are you doing what you need to do to, to hold on to your husband? So uh, there's a lot of work to be done. It's a complex issue. Uh, it's got a lot of tentacles. It's got, uh, and, and in some of those tentacles, there's venom, right? And so, so the question I'll ask you, you ask me a question, I'll pose a question to you. Uh, what is your message to women uh, about just supporting women? Women supporting women? Well, I think it's something that we all need to do. We need to be open-minded. 
something that once we need to do, once we learn to love ourselves and learn to, we're all going to judge, but I mean, you mentioned, you know, some people judging these other women, you know, stay at home moms, judging women for being, having a career, career women judging. I mean, I personally don't hear that a lot, but maybe that's because I am in the workplace and I don't know a lot of stay at home moms. The stay at home moms that I do know are pretty damn amazing. Mm-hmm because I don't know how they can do that either. Like the single mom. I don't know how the single moms do it. I don't know how the stay-at-home moms can do it. Um, so I actually praise, praise them for being able to do that. Um, I don't, what I don't want to see is women, that we have such a standard of judging others. But when you judge others, you're actually pointing the finger right at yourself. Because what you're doing is recognizing something in you in somebody else that you don't like. Yeah. But you you, exactly. you carry that. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's such an obvious statement of, about who you are when you start judging and start talking about people and, and you know, it doesn't help anybody. It shows total insecurity on the part of the person who's doing the judging. And it's a shame because they can you can get stuck and not be able to go anywhere. And I, I have definitely had times in my life where I've been stuck and not able to go anywhere. Why? Because, oh my God, I couldn't do that. Mm. Or, wow, this person's amazing. Oh, but I I couldn't do that. Mm. So it's important for women to always be stepping up and supporting women. Um, And we got to lift them up. We have to lift women up and you know, I want men, I want to create something where men are supporting women in mentorship roles so that they can, you know, it's women that are graduating from schools right now. Mm-hmm. They're going to land all the jobs. You're not, you're not the first person I've heard say that. And I actually, I actually today, uh, you're the second person that says, Hey, if, if society has placed you in the position of privilege and power and, and the like, uh, and society looks at you as a male figure, mm-hmm. as the, the person who's supposed to shape uh, futures and careers, then those are the people that women need to kind of step up and be advocates for yeah, women. Absolutely. So, so I'm, 100%, uh, I'm 100% behind that. Another question for you, um, in the talks that we've had, um, and it's just fascinating and, and happenstance and fun that we're both coaches and we can share mm-hmm. uh, techniques and, and, and methodologies. But one of the things that I know is a, uh, a mantra of your business is love yourself. Absolutely. So um, for those people who may be listening to this podcast or those people who are certainly in my client base who may hear this, uh, I'd love for you to give uh, just uh, your thoughts on how you came into the knowledge of uh, the importance of loving yourself and, and how you uh, express that on a day to day. Got there. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a very long process for me. You know, you, you're raised thinking, Oh, that person loves themselves. And you know, it's this arrogant thing, but it's, it's not what it's about. I mean, it's really about, learning to take care of who you are. And when you take care of who you are, it's all going to fall in line, but you can't forget to, to love who you are. And I, I think there's like the stigma in our society against that. 
And I want people to, to stop and, and look in the mirror and appreciate all of who they are. It's very important for women to learn to love exactly who they are. The, you know, I mentioned all of those fairy tale, you know, things, ideals that we, we are raised with. And, you know, we're, we all want to look like that model or we all want to, you know, be as awesome as, as that that actress or dancer or singer or whomever it may be. And those women are women who are forced into, into the ideal um, that the media wants to represent and what the media represents isn't real. <laughs> it isn't. I mean, not, not in terms of image. I mean, we can go into like politics and all that. I mean, it, it's, we won't go there tonight. We'll go there another night. Sounds good. That'll be a podcast. That's another conversation. <laughs> um, but, but how did I, it took a long time. It took me counseling and it took my counselor saying, okay, you need to take yourself away on vacation. I mean, I got to the point where I would take myself out for a drink. Mm -hmm. And I'll still still do that now. It's it's a way of celebrating me, celebrating who I am, and just giving myself that room to stretch and breathe and be completely at ease with who I am. Um, but when my counselor told me to take a couple days and go some go away somewhere, just get away and really be in who you are. I mean, that was a lesson for me. So, and talk about. Um because we're going to get really deep here, <laughs> um, right? This, this whole purpose, right? To, to get deep and deal with some issues that we think are going to help others. So talk about the guilt you felt behind that, if any. Um, hey, uh, do I deserve to, to go out and enjoy myself? And what about my child? And what will people think if, you know, yeah. they see me at a I mean, there was by myself? I think that was part of what stopped me in the beginning. Mm. Was oh my god, what are people going to think if they see me alone here? Mm. You know, or yeah, I just it was an interesting experience for me, but I needed to make sure that when I did it, that I had complete control over who I am. I found it good to be able to sit in myself and just be. Mm. And as women, we don't get the opportunity to do that too much. I mean, maybe they do women around this area. We live in the Washington, D.C. area. And there's, you know, a lot of people spending time on the road. So, you know, maybe you can be there or maybe you can sit there and be pissed off at the traffic. I yeah, take that. Uh, yeah, I try to take that opportunity to listen to my breath and kind of meditate while I'm driving. Not, not meditate off in some snoozy kind of way, but meditate in a breathing focused, more mindful way. Um, and that also teaches you not to judge everybody on the road because you don't have time. You're too, you're too focused on you and you're too focused on making sure you're doing what you need to do in traffic. And this wouldn't be a true podcast unless uh, both of us threw in a shameless plug. Um, you know, my style of coaching is to strip back the layers of fear so that people can see their true selves and then set goals to help them achieve that. Uh, yours is uh, finding uh, ways to love yourself mm -hmm. and really basking in that love and sharing that love and yeah. allowing yourself to be loved. 
Absolutely. Uh, so um, shameless plug for uh, anball.com and uh, fullarmorcoaching.com. Um, any parting words, thoughts that you want to share with the listeners? Um, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and we hope to do this a lot more. And if you have, if you have questions, just feel free to email either one of us. I'm Ann at Annball.com. Tony T farmer at gmail.com 292. I'm sorry. T farmer 292 at gmail.com. And we'll put that in the, in the notes as well. So that's it. Right. All right. A lot tonight, right? I think so. What did we cover? We talked about Kavanaugh and the hearings and confirmations. We talked about the evolution of women and our lack thereof for men. Yes. <laughs> and we talked about how to love yourself. And yes. we talked about uh, tribal fears that we have to overcome. And yes. we talked about women who have to be more supportive of women and men who have to be more supportive of, of women as mentors and yes. people who are helping to shape careers and lives. So we, we cover quite a bit. They cover quite a bit. And there's <laughs> more to go. So much more to go. Right. Looking right. forward to it. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All righty. All right. Thanks, Thank Tony. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.